Can I tell you something? She was in highlights in the 80s. I like that you think you're a good guy. He's a comedian. You can say it that way if you want to be wrong. Sounds like you're addicted to a drug. Podcast. This is the, the live show. This is a live ep- episode. Shows at the Co Prosperity Sphere. Co Prosperity Sphere. What's the address on that? 329. Do we need to do the address right now? The address is 3219 <laughs> South Morgan. I just, I, this is a live show. We're not like, this is where the show was. This is, yeah. The show was last night, uh, December 14th. Oh, podcast needs a bibliography. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've always said that. Yeah. So uh, in the uh, description, we're going to put our names and is, our, our home addresses. That's not what bibliography what is. What is bibliography? It's like a work cited. Okay. Like, so we'd have to cite the location the show is at? Yeah. Like I see why I said bibliography, but I was grasping at straws. Yeah. Well, you're not very good with words. <laughs> so, so this was a, this was a fun show, although really light. It was like the best light show. Yeah. Uh, who would we have on? We had Rebecca Lozier. Yeah, she was really well. She was good. Made fun of me a little bit up top. Hurt my feelings. That's okay. We had uh, Jeff Asmus. Yeah. Amazing set. And uh, Adam Burke. Another amazing set. Yeah, it was a really good show. Really, yeah, it was consistently... It was one of the better shows we've had, despite the fact there were less than 10 people there. Yeah. So. Made it feel a little sad. Yeah, but... I mean, really uncomfortable. Like, when we go up at the beginning of this, uh, we did not want to go up. No. So you can kind of hear that in the beginning. But then people started laughing, and it kind of I was up. drunk, too. Yeah, Max was very drunk, so enjoy and, that. And Norman was bone sober. <laughs> yeah, emphasis on the bone. <laughs> Fully erect. <laughs> All right. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. All right. Have fun. <laughs> hey, all right. We're starting to show up, huh? Man. Oh my God! It's the it's the comedy butcher. Yeah, Hello. It, it, it sure is. How's it? This is it. it you're, you're watching it right now. You're here. Yep. <laughs> yeah. How is everybody doing? Yep. Wow. That's nice to hear. Yeah. You you, you guys sound better than uh, we deserve right now. <laughs> you guys are you guys are the diehards. The butch heads. <laughs> don't, yeah, Max is trying to get that going where he calls our fans butch heads, but I don't think he's going to take. Do you no guys one like, likes it do you, at do you, all. Do you, do, do you guys like that? Do you, no, see, no one. No Does one anyone, it, it, rapturous round of applause, who thinks that's a great idea? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're in that mode where like they feel as scared as we do, so they'll clap at literally any time where they think that, that it's a good idea to clap. Well, that, I appreciate that. Yeah, we're really it's uncomfortable nice. right now. <laughs> Joe feels so sad, and like well, Joe usually feels yeah, sad, I, so to like say that. But this is like extra sad. Yeah, it's, it's like an extra level. But you guys are good, right? How are you guys doing? <laughs> You're you not good. You guys are not. Your thumbs up? Because at first you were like, this, which yeah. means like no claps. <laughs> so if we asked you how you're doing, you wouldn't clap. Okay, I don't I don't understand what's happening right now. No, I have no idea whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one for Max. Max usually pretends to know what's going on all the time. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's for sure. But right now, I'm a little bit drunk and very sad. So uh, yeah, he, more... he, had a, he had a Tinder experience. He thought it was going to work out, and it did not work out. Yeah, I thought it was going to be it ended in a marriage, but it wound up ending in being like, let's just be buddies. And I was like, well, I'm going to shoot myself in the brain. Uh, so... good, the, that's the right response. Right? When Tinder doesn't work out, you just kill yourself. Right? That's, that's right. That's how, that's that's how, how it usually goes. Work, right? That's why the app exists. It's either you pass or you fail. That's how it mm -hmm. works. Like, you failed, Max. <laughs> <laughs> Max failed at love. That's kind of, right? Is, no one, you guys don't like the idea of Max. I don't like what you're saying at all right now, Joe. I don't find this offensive. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Your life is offending me right now. <laughs> all right. Well, this is the show. This is, uh, this is it. <laughs> it's good. How, everybody's good. That's not true. You're not good. <laughs> I'm not. No, not at you're all. You're miserable right now. I have spent a lot of money on clothes in the past. Two I really days. thought you were gonna say cocaine. I mean, that's also true. Yeah, Max is doing. That's also. Max is doing cocaine a lot this week uh, <laughs> because that girl Sam uh, just wanted to be friends, you know? <laughs> <laughs> which I think is a really good solution to his problems. You know, <laughs> right? That's why. That's why you do. You don't do cocaine when things are going well, right? That's why. That's how. Sometimes it works. you do. But, but that. That's like a fun montage. Right, this is just, right, if you're not doing, like, you're doing cocaine the normal way, where it's like, ah, life kind of shat in you a little bit. I mean, never, I speak as someone who's never done cocaine. I'm just I saying. feel bad I'm to only someone agree who knows with you someone what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, okay. Do you guys think it's a good idea that Max does cocaine? I, could this just be an intervention for a minute? Does anyone hear? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Everyone seems to think it's a good idea, yeah, Joe. I, I don't really know I, what you're on. You kind of seem dumb right now. I don't know if that's. Or for doing less I don't understand. So you guys are with me. Like you should not be doing cocaine, right? Do you guys think? Do you guys think like I should text Sam for him to ask if like I think you made a mistake not hooking? Like no, I think that'd be really sweet. No, that wouldn't be. I think it'd be like a really sweet thing. I. <laughs> I'd make him look like the sane friend in the relationship, right? If I started messaging her, like, I think it'd mean a lot to him if you messaged him back, right? Wouldn't it make him look like the normal guy of the two of us, right? I think it would work out I for mean, you. no matter what happens, you walk around all the time with very long hair. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, every day you're like, oh, I should probably put on boot-cut jeans. Like, then, well, I don't and you do. Well, okay, one, you've come back to this too many times. <laughs> Two, I don't think about what kind of jeans I'm wearing. I just wear the jeans that I have, Max. Do you guys think about what kind That's of clothes you wear good before point, you put them Joe on? Had. I don't know what's going on right now, Max. I feel like you're sad and you're lashing out on everyone. Ah, uh, fair. Um, <laughs> but you do wear dumb jeans. No, I, these are very comfortable <laughs> jeans. I'm not going to defend my pants. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm actually wearing boots, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I know. We did this two shows ago. <laughs> You're running old material, Max. That's all I have. <laughs> How's our levels doing, Jamie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I said earlier. I said our mics are too late. Yeah, it's fine. It sounded good to me. That's probably the cocaine talking. Well, now they're off. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only there's only these people here, so we don't even we don't even need that many microphones. Well, hey, is anybody celebrating anything? Got any anniversaries <laughs> here? I don't know. Has anyone got a birthday? Does anyone say anything while I while I pause for a second? You guys, you, no, you guys aren't celebrating just being alive. Yeah, okay. Did you? Oh, hey, round of applause. For yeah, round of applause, right? That's, that's my girlfriend and her friends, so uh, pretend to like them, please. <laughs> well, uh, I understand priorities. I totally get it. 
They work at a children's hospital, so they're better than all of us. Do you understand? Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, damn right. Okay. <laughs> hey, what, what? More, hey, hey. Hey, thanks for, for doing this. Good to see you. <laughs> hi. hi. <laughs> it, did you think it was going to be subtle? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> you didn't think we were all going to notice what was happening? Okay. Right. Who are you guys? Who, who? How, no, how are you, you guys? <laughs> I said who, but how is probably a much yeah. more reasonable thing to say to a person. Especially when you're on stage. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> what, are you sitting down right now? Tell me about your life. Sounds like you're on a Tinder date right now. That's probably why it didn't work out. Oh. <laughs> are, you, are you guys good? You guys okay? You didn't answer either of the questions, by the way. I don't United. blame them. I uh, kind of yeah. put them on the spot in a yeah. weird way. You're not a very good host, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Do you, have you guys been to the show before? No, I just moved here from Chicago. Oh, well, congratulations, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're witnessing the best stand-up comedy show in Bridgeport. So <laughs> you have come to the right place. There Thank was you. another one one time, right? <laughs> You saying besides Comedy Butcher? Yeah. No. We, no. We, well, uh, no. Just this one. <laughs> there was gonna be one, but we ran him out of town. You understand? Okay. <laughs> this is our neighborhood. Okay. They're like this shit. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> <We're done. laughs> Comedy Butcher just got it on lock. Yeah. We. 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 we, we what we, happened to your hair? What? Did it? Did you it? don't know what happened, but it looks. Uh, you fixed it, but for a second I was. Then why are you asking what it. happened? If I because you had a fucking. And it made me feel delighted. <laughs> oh, you could probably use that right now, right? <laughs> Things are going really bad for you. <laughs> I would, I would, it would make me feel a little better, better if your hair looked goofier than usual. Oh, well, sorry, man. <laughs> I'm just a normal looking dude over here. Okay, no. Well, hey. <laughs> Who do we got on the show tonight, Joe? Yeah, you want, you want to go through the lineup? Yeah, let's go through the lineup. You want to go to top, lineup. You want to go top to bottom, bottom to top? Um. Um. Uh, I was going to say seller's choice, but that's not Sell a phrase. <laughs> Guys, your headliner is going to be Adam Burke. Great Adam Burke. Right? Great comedian. Hilarious. Amazing. What else we got? We got Jeffrey yeah, Jeff Asmus. Autistic. Very autistic. Imagine Very autism difficult talking talk to people. If you think it's weird me talking to you, wait until you see Jeffrey <laughs> Asmus. That guy's like afraid of Velcro. Well, who isn't? <laughs> <laughs> it sticks. <laughs> you, you sound like an infomercial. <laughs> Velcro, it sticks. It sticks. <laughs> you think it's scary? I don't, not at all. Who, Trust who, me. Who's coming up first? We got Rebecca Lozier, one of my favorites. That was okay. <laughs> you know, as a thing, just running through it, it was all right. That's pretty good. We doing okay right now? You guys having a fun time so far? This is a great show. The show's going really well. Should we get this... Uh, should you, should you get this comedy comedy train a a, chu a, chug, a chuggin? I wasn't gonna say a chuggin. Well, yeah, you were. You were totally gonna say a chuggin. It's not. Should we get it? Up. Uh. <laughs> Rolling. Started hard. Good riff. <laughs> Max is a professional comedian, by the way. Right <laughs> oh my god. That's great to hear, because. We, <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's, it's about to happen. Real, real, real about right, right about now. now. Let's. Hey. Hey. Let's. 
We got the first, <laughs> the first comedian. Max likes doing Coming the worst to, job he possibly can every time. <laughs> I want everyone start clapping right now. Get real excited. One of the best. Yeah. Start, keep Clap, it going. Keep it clapping. <laughs> For Rebecca Lozier. Rebecca Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, 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 yes. My gender identity is Joseph Gordon-Levitt in Third Rock from the Sun. Yes, that's what I'm working with. You know what, give, give yourselves a round of applause for being out here tonight. Holy cow, it's, see it's, like, it's cold and people don't really like to do things when it's cold, but that's why I love when it's cold. In the summer, there's way too much pressure. Like, everyone's all cool, sporty, Capri Sun. <laughs> and I myself, I'm not very Capri Sun. I, I'm not very Capri Sun at all. You know, I, I like the occasional historic house tour. You know, hand me a joint and let me roll a hoop with a stick. I'm in heaven. That's what I'm saying. Oh man, I have to say, I love like the fashion riffing that was happening between our two hosts. You don't always get to see that between dudes. I, like, I don't know what Max is doing insulting Joe's jeans. He's in skinny jeans and was just <laughs> complaining that his work boots look too clean. So I don't know, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know, I can't make fun of what people wear though. I, I, like, I was, I was arguing with my dad and I was like, you know, I was like, millennials are not children. We're not infantilized. And then I went out and I bought an ironic onesie. <laughs> and then about two days later, I, uh, let's just say I got my pubes stuck in a onesie. <laughs> just like a horrible, like, tuna net situation. It wasn't good. Um, <laughs> Oh man, you guys, I had like a lot of dreams when I was a kid. Like I wanted to grow up more than anything. When I was a kid, I wanted to grow up to become a powerful, empowered, globe-trotting slut. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, like the kind of slut that wears a blazer. That's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a business slut. I wanted to do stuff on private jets. Watched a lot of sex in the city. I wanted to glide into swanky restaurants and order fancy things like salad, you know? And then I got older and I did not become a business slut and that's fine, you know, sometimes that's just the way the pussy crumbles, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know, I am 29 though, and I'm sort of like looking at my life choices a little bit, like I, I recently joined a gym because I realized like shit, you know, I'm 29, I, I gotta start telling people that I go to the gym. <laughs> and it took me a while to find one that I liked. Um, so I joined, I joined the YMCA system, it's awesome here in Chicago, I highly recommend it. But like, I, I joined that because I had been to other gyms where like there was just, like I saw this poster at my old gym and it had like all caps and a lot of sweat and like chrome and black and stuff and it just said, uh, it said, sweat is fat crying. <laughs> sorry, this is, sorry, this is like, this is like such a dumb question. This is gonna be like a really dumb question. Don't, please don't judge me. 
Is it? Like I, feel like, I feel like it's not. I'm not a scientist. I feel like it's, that's not what sweat is at all. But what I like about this is that they, they just took a sentence that is just cruel, false, and meaningless and ran with it. They really nailed all those caps. So, so I, what I did is I kind of wanted to make a few of my own. You know, I want to make some, some money. And so I, I, I printed up my own posters. I'm going to bring them into the, to the gym uh, next week. They all say, um, They all say, hands are your arms getting all gay at the end. <laughs> what does it mean? Couldn't tell you. I got no idea, but <laughs> I'm going to make a mint. Um, yeah, the, so I go a lot to the Lakeview Y, which has, it has occupied that same building since it was built in the 19-teens. And it is so old that the guy who gave me the tour was literally just apologizing for the architecture on the whole entire tour. He's like, oh, sorry, it's kind of elaborate. Sorry, it's kind of elaborate. Sorry, because it's got like stairs that like go up to here and then they turn around. This is like a drop off, like a wall. And there's like another set of stairs that goes into like a boxing room, but it's not really a room. It's more like an alcohol. And, and that's, that's fine, you know, with all the little stairs and stuff because in the 1920s, people used to be snakes. Um, so there's that and that's fine. And like, I really do love it though. Cause like the vibe at my current gym, the vibe at the Y is, no vibe, and I love that, I love that. And even though it's old, it's got everything I need, you know, it's got, it's got weight machines, it's got cardio machines, it's got old timey ghosts and singlets and mustaches doing Zumba, you know, it's got everything you need. I, uh, this is a true fact, I do, do, do Zumba. In fact, I, I invented a little something, I go to the Y near my house on the weekends, and uh, I invented something called stoned Zumba. And that is when you get stoned and go to Zumba. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's a great time, you guys. I highly recommend it. I do smoke enough weed to choke a horse. That also itself smokes too much weed. Small fact about me. It's my journey. But that's another thing that I was kind of looking at. I was like, man, I'm, I'm 29. Drugs have gotten me into some positions that I, I didn't really like, some positions that I felt uncomfortable with. Um, for example, a couple years back, I went to go pick up from my dealer, and uh, he, uh, he's a Caucasian individual. That is relevant to the story. So, so I, I bought my weed, and then he goes, um, he goes, you know, Rebecca, like, I used to have dreadlocks. And it's relevant because, it's relevant because, like, black guy with dreadlocks, like, whatever. Like, white guy with dreadlocks, like, what kind of ferret humping are we up to here? Like, I don't know <laughs> anything about that. And so I, I did what anyone should do, and I said, oh, okay, okay, okay. Cool, well, I'm going to go. And I turned to go, and then he said, I still have them. I sewed them onto a hat. Would you like to see them? <laughs> yeah, I'll see your dreadlock hat. Sure. So he goes. For some reason, I said yes, you guys. And I will always know that I said yes. Do you understand? Like, so he goes. He goes into his bedroom to go get his dreadlock hat, past the dirty birdcage that you all knew was there. And he returns with exactly what you are picturing, exactly what you're picturing, a Rasta hat from the mall with a bunch of fat ginger sausages hanging off it. He was a redhead too, I feel like I left that out. So 
he brings out this unholy octopus and and as I'm looking at it saying, oh, and huh, he goes, he asked me a question I will never forget. He said, um, would you like to touch them? <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, okay. And so I actually touched these spongy, ginger, horrible disembodied dreadlocks and, and the moral of that story is that drugs ruin lives. Because I always now know that I will have done that. Um, I will always have known that I, whatever, you, drugs. Um, I realized recently that I've always had a thing for older dudes, and like, that's fine. But sometimes I talk to women my age, and it's just, oh, oh, remember the NSYNCs and the Lance Bass, Baster Dakes, Baster Lakes? All those. And then I just have to, I just have to, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey. Gals, <laughs> remember when we had our first sexual awakening to Drew Carey's boss on the Drew Carey show? <laughs> that was so normal of us. <laughs> so normal of us. And what's funny is I looked him up recently and, I, and I, I looked up a clip from the Drew Carey show. I was like, oh yeah, I see it, kind of cute, whatever. And then I looked up a current show of Craig Ferguson and I was like, yeah! Mm, baby like, yeah! I get older and they get older also as well, yes. I, <laughs> sometimes we want to go to a park and saddle up to an old man on a bench and say, hey, what do you say you and me get out of here? And I can ask you if people used to wear hats on airplanes. Pretend <laughs> I don't know the answer to the, that question. I'm gonna leave you with this. The one thing that I've never really understood is like the whole conflation of like cars and like manliness. Like what is that? Like there's nothing sexy about a car. I think it's just more of our capitalist like bullshit, you know, in America. But so here's the thing, and here's what made me think about it. it was recently I was I was waiting at like Belmont and Paulina in the city, and all of a sudden right. I hear this car coming like all the way from the east. And so I, I look, I see this tiny, tiny, tiny little speck. And it's getting bigger. And as it approaches, I see it's some kind of sports car. And I'm like, oh, big sports car, you know. So this guy, so it, so it approaches. And as it comes by, I see it's a super low riding, super sleek, blindingly white sports car. The window is open just about an inch. And as it passes, just for like a nanosecond, a tiny, tiny, tiny little nanosecond, me and the driver made eye contact. And then he was gone. I didn't stop masturbating for a week. Thank you guys so much. You guys are awesome. Thanks for coming out. Rebecca Lozier, keep it going for Rebecca Lozier. That was amazing. That was great, right? <laughs> Max is very drunk. <laughs> he thinks this is what people look like when they were excited. <laughs> That's tight. Everyone's real pumped that I did that. <laughs> That's great that you liked the record. That was record, good. Right? It was really funny. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I don't know how to do it. Bax is also very sincere. <laughs> you ready to? You ready to keep? Ready? I'm ready. ready, you ready, for, ready? Are you ready for more? You ready for yeah. more? Oh my God! God. That's... We gotta give it to this him. This next comic, wow! What can what can be said? You, you said kind about of already him. said it earlier. Yeah, yeah. about all the autism stuff. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
He's really. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> it's like guy. He's one of the funniest. He's guys super in the funny. Whole he's city. one of the best guys in town. He's moving soon. We love him. Max, you're drunk. Do you want to stop? <laughs> A little. <laughs> guys, start clapping right now. Start clapping for Jeff yeah. Asmus. Jeff Asmus. Really good. How are you? Good. We good? Really good. I'm good. Okay. I know what you're thinking. No, I'm not hot. No, I'm not. I'm like a, I'm like, I've decided I've, I'm like a four or five at a late night Denny's. That's what I am. I'm like a, I'm like a seven or an eight if there's seven or eight people left. Like, that's what I'm like. But my hotness changes wherever I am in the country. Like, I'm a solid Chicago four, but I'm in L.A. Put a bag on its face. Or I'm a Chicago four, but I'm a Dubuque, Iowa. Give Fabio the key to the Big Burger King. Like, uh, um, I run puss in that little river town. Like, uh, where my Okay, let's get to the, where are my weed smokers at? Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Woo! Now you guys know what we do. Weed smokers, we all do it. We smoke that dro wherever we go. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. We smoke that dope, then jump some rope. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you get lost in that purple haze, then lose your cousin in a corn maze. We all do it, baby. We freaking do it. We get lit on that sour diesel, then stroke our weasel. What am I talking about? You feel me? We all, we like to get our weed on, then get peed on, baby. Woo! That's my stoner's at. Oh, yeah, you like to get twisted on that sassafras, then stare too long at your sister's ass. You know what I'm talking about. We do it, baby. We just do it. You roll that black and mild and regret that you're not an only child. Where are we at? Okay, what are we talking about? We all do it, man. We get twisted on that indica and realize that your lack of empathy is why women aren't India. Okay, what's in? What are we talking about? What are we even doing? What is happening? 420, baby. 24 7. 420, 24 7. Oh, yeah. Nah, I don't smoke weed. I'm not a fucking loser. Uh, <laughs> I have a fucking life. I have personality, you know? Weed's for children. Weed is for little, little children. When I turned 21, I donated my bong to a high schooler. I went to Walgreens and I started abusing prescriptions like a fucking adult. I'm so sick of my friends being like, I get high while I manage Old Navy's Snapchat. How about you replace your Tic Tacs with Percocet, you fucking virgin? Like, come on. My grandma wakes up at 9 every morning, takes a baker's dozen pills, and then passes out till 8 p.m. That's a rock star. That's cool. I'm addicted to antidepressants because I want the government to pay for my addiction. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's a new tag. It's, that's kind of funny. Like, every time I take my antidepressants, we make one less missile, I like to think. I'll probably cut that part. Um, <laughs> pretty good. A little thing, a little life hack I do to make life easier. Maybe you guys do this too. I come immediately. You ever do that? You ever done that? Yes, because ladies, I want to get back to talking about your day. You know? <laughs> it's like, 
darling, I tire of this sex. What did your boss say? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It was pretty crazy. A couple months ago, for the first time, I had choke sex. You guys ever do that? Okay, a couple of cool people. This guy's f holding his neck like this, like, why? Maybe I'd like it. <laughs> If you don't know, choke sex is where you choke your part. You talk about it beforehand. Uh, it's not like a look what I brought you. No, it's like a long talk. Uh, and I didn't really. Hmm, I didn't. Hmm, I didn't. Hmm, I didn't like it. Uh, I'm not really an alpha male. I'm not really a beta male either. I'm more of a delta, delta, delta. You know. <laughs> I don't really choke sex. Not really. It was a weird experience. This woman was like, choke me, choke me. And I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I already have a speeding ticket. Like, I don't know. Is this going to hurt my credit? Like, what? Can I call my mom? Like, uh, but I did it. I got, I got in there. I friggin' did it. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I'm choking you. <laughs> She's like, no, you're not, you little bitch. <laughs> like, uh, I've been choked better by seasonal allergies, you know. <laughs> then she took my hands off her neck and she started choking herself just to demonstrate for me. And it looked like I was doing such a bad job at sex that she'd lost the will to live. <laughs> she was like, Lord, take me to the good dick. <laughs> and I was like, when you're done, can we talk about my day? <laughs> I want to tell you about a cool parallel park I had. <laughs> Blocked a one-way for half an hour. <laughs> I had to call the fire marshal. It was pretty cool. <laughs> what was the, oh, this is the, okay. Tell me if this is funny. <laughs> is this, okay, I just want to try this. This woman is, she is forcing me to expand my sexual horizon. She wanted to, to, to tie me to the bed during sex. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Like, can we take some baby steps? Maybe like start with a Chinese finger trap or something. Like, maybe you can tie my shoes together. Like, play the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I won't move for nine hours. Like, you know. <laughs> One time she asked me to spank her, and I was like, ah, nah, I only hit kids. You know, I know it's really for me. <laughs> That's my new favorite line. That's good. Okay, this is it. This is the part that matters, people, right here. Where, where are my Catholics at? You're raised Catholic? You're raised Catholic? You know what they say when you're raised Catholic, you grow up to be Catholic. Yeah, stronger Catholic, baby. Hell yeah. We've been going strong for 2,000 years. It gets better every year, baby. I'm not giving it up just because it's trendy, you know? Like, I, where my, who believes in, where are my atheists at? Okay, okay, you'll get yours. Um, God gets to everyone. She's got a lot of time. Yep, I called her a she. Yes, very cool of me. <laughs> Isn't that stupid that we care if God's a he or she? It's the infinite, it's the infinite power that's in every single atom. It doesn't have a gender, you stupid fucks. Um, okay. I believe in God for two reasons and two reasons only. Say them with me. You know them. We love them. This is why I, <laughs> this won't go well. Uh, this is why I believe in God. This is why I believe in God. Number one, remember when they had that purple ketchup in the grocery store? <laughs> remember that stuff? And then it was gone? 
God takes care of his children. Um, number two, the main reason I believe in God is because as my grandma died when I was 13 years old, I held her hand as she passed into the great beyond, and right before my grandma died, she whispered to me, Jeff, you get the golf cart. God is good all the time, all the time. Good, baby. Hell yeah. The Lord giveth and the Lord giveth again. You know what I'm talking about? On golf carts we came and on golf carts we will return. Okay. <laughs> I like that new part. I don't even want to drink this. Uh, cool. Well, was, oh, but I, I believe God exists, but I believe God abandoned us. I believe God abandoned us a long time ago because you would abandon your kids too if they were still racist at age 225,000. Like, uh, like maybe God abandoned us because we killed his only son. Like, that wasn't his plan. He's just good at improv. <laughs> God's like, oh, no, yeah, kill the little bitch. Oh, yeah, I, I don't care. I invented yes and. Yeah, you know, I, I know. That's probably not that funny. Ah, uh, okay. Well, oh, yeah, I went to, oh, yeah. Oh, this one's so friggin' funny. Uh, <laughs> I, had, I went to college, very cool, and... Uh, I got a religious studies degree in college. They said it would take four years, but I did it in six. Uh, okay, where's your God now? Um, and that doesn't make sense because I said I believe in God. That would have been funny before. The, okay, we'll reorder it now. Let's, we'll do it all over again right now. Okay. But I got a religious study. Best part about having a religious studies degree is that if I'm flirting with a woman, I can convince her that I'm whatever religion her parents prefer, right? <laughs> They're like, oh, your family's Muslim? I pay the zakat every year. Pray towards the, I pray towards the Kaaba five times a day. Uh, wassalamu alaikum, alaikum wassalam, shukran. We're like, oh, your, your family's atheist? Um, I love vaping. I do. I, oh. like, your, family, your family's conservative Christian? Um, I've never read the Bible either. You know? um, oh, yeah, I friggin' got him, baby. Oh, yeah, comedy's power. This snowflake doesn't melt, baby. <laughs> comedy's, comedy's so powerful that we made fun of Trump for 30 straight years, and he only became the president. Okay. We were like, stop right there, snarky comment alert. Okay. Did you know that he's orange? <laughs> <laughs> God, that's, that, that shit's pathetic. <laughs> okay. That's, I'm, I, I, okay. Oh, I get the light already. Jesus Christ. Okay. Hey, hey baby. Uh, I'm so afraid of global warming. <laughs> I just wanted to see if you'd do it. Uh, that'd be like funny if that's like the hack comedian in like 2037. <laughs> like that's like they're performing for like a woman and two dogs. Like that's all that's left. And the crowd was like, who's the good dog? <laughs> I am really afraid. I think global warming is the scariest thing in the entire world and I don't think we take it seriously enough. Like you'll, steer, you'll still hear those like lame environmental tips. People be like, if you want to save the world, turn off your faucet while you brush your teeth. I think we're past that. Like, I, th I think the tips now should be like, if you want to help save the world, 
try destroying a major metropolitan area. <laughs> Maybe Cleveland or Detroit. Like they'll probably help you out. Like make sure to use locally made explosives. <laughs> or like if you want to help the world as a family, take a vacation off the Grand Canyon. You know. <laughs> or if you don't have time for that, make a coin jar out of an old Pringles can. <laughs> I think I can't even listen to NPR anymore because they're too. They're too chill about everything. Like they try too hard to be objective, right? Like I, I can at least appreciate Bill O'Reilly because he shows emotion at some point. Like NPR, I'll be like, and that's why by 2037 there won't be any oxygen left. <laughs> and now a story about my favorite popsicle stand. <laughs> like it's just too much. Like it, if I was, I think I would love to do news because I'd be like. And today, a nine-year-old saved a couple from a burning car because he's a fucking idiot who hasn't learned about overpopulation. <laughs> We've killed him and distributed his applesauce to the living children <laughs> as a lesson. <laughs> okay, that one was, I didn't like it either. Uh, I work at, a, at an elementary school. Thank you. Yes. It's in what neighborhood is it? I don't know. I'm usually drunk. Um, but one thing you learn about working with kids, you learn that every public water fountain has been deep-throated by a five-year-old. <laughs> like, they go at it like they think it's their mama's tit. Like, they like, they like, <laughs> that's, that joke's not, that's just an observation, but very funny thus far. Uh, and this next one about working at a school, this one's a little bit of a woke joke, <laughs> okay? Uh, so if there's any conservatives in the room, get the fuck out. <laughs> Where are my conservatives at? Finally, we're alone, baby. <laughs> okay. Finally, we can talk shit about them with a group of people that already agree with everything that we're going to say and accomplish nothing. Okay. Good. <laughs> okay. I hope I recorded that. That's pretty funny. Uh, I, uh, and okay, this is the woke joke. Get ready to have your friggin' minds blown. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Uh, no, so I work at this, it's a very progressive school. It's really cool. They let the kids use whatever bathroom they want, like whatever gender they feel they correspond to, which is awesome. I think it's really cool. But this other day, this parent came up to me and they were like, I don't think my second grader is ready to learn about transgender stuff. I don't think he's ready for that. I was like, if your second grader can't understand a third gender, maybe he's not ready for third grade. You know, like, it's not like your family's got some dumb cum going around there. Like, you didn't get into the joke. Good. Okay, good. Great. <laughs> I was really expecting a big applause with that one. Okay, whatever. I'll close on this. I grew up in an Applebee's suburb. You know what I'm talking about? If you know what I'm talking about, you know talking about. Uh, we had to go to White Church. Anyone ever go to White Church? It's horrible. White Church, if you don't know, is so fucking boring. It's so boring that halfway through it, you're just like, Jesus died for this. Like, why? <laughs> this is what he wanted. Like, it's every week. We had to this Catholic church, and every week we had to sing this song called The Litany of the Saints, and it's this 17-minute long song. And I'm going to do it for you guys right now. Uh, I know I just got the light, but sorry. Uh, if, you, if the Lord so moves you, feel free to sing along. This is how the litany of the saints goes. Saint Bartholomew, pray 
for us. Saint Bartholomew of Rosano, pray for us. Feel free to join in. Um, Saint Bartholomew of Siena, pray for us. Yeah. And that song's why I never really got into white power. I was like, holy shit, we made God boring. Like, we gentrified heaven. Jesus Christ. Like, that song's slower than civil rights. Oh, my God. Like, like you never hear about any black pedophile priests because they're too tired from dancing on Sunday. You know? Like, like the white priests touch kids just to feel something. <laughs> you, get, you get halfway through that saint song, and you're like, oh, my God. I gotta touch a kid, man. I don't even. I gave up pussy for this. Like, oh my god. And white priests are so untalented. They're so un. They try so hard to sing. Like it'll be like, Amen, Amen. There was like Father Tom killed it this week, man. <laughs> then you go to the black church, and they're like, Yeah, Father Dale can't be here this week. He's filling in for Usher. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, have a good night. You guys are great. Bye. Yeah, they go for Joe and Max. Yeah. Wow, keep it going for Jeff Asmus, huh? What a fucking weird man that you guys. He's great, right? Was anyone else uh, relieved that on his hand was a four and not a swastika? Am I the only one who thought that might? I mean, Jeff's into some weird shit, right? You thought that? Yeah, but Jeff's a good guy, right? He doesn't hate Jews that it much. It sort of right? looked like maybe you had a swastika in your hand. Instead of the four? Yeah. It's, you said it, but before yeah, but I was before like, I hope he has a swastika. Yeah, yeah. That would have been fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. He hates Jews, but yeah, we he know. keeps on the inside. Who um, doesn't hate Jews? Am I right? Okay. They're terrible. Have you ever met a Jew? This guy? Oh, I don't know. It's great. Hey! You ready for your last comedian? Ready for the last... Oh, that's good. Quit running around, Jeff. <laughs> Get your cranberry beer out of here, you fucking pussy. Uh, <laughs> Jeff is my favorite guy in the whole world. <laughs> I feel well, I make fun of him because I like him. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, we got one more comic. Yeah. You guys feel good about that? You should, because this next guy. He's absolutely phenomenal. He's amazing. Yep. I'm always I, excited anytime I get to see him go up. I think you guys are going to have a great time. I want you guys to get real excited Start right now. Right now. Keep it going. Make a lot of noise. Brandenburg. Thank you. One more time for your hosts, Max and Joe. Everyone's seen the bartender. Thanks. Thanks for coming out, guys. Cool. This is awesome. Uh, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to leave my coat on, uh, partially because it's cold in here, and partially because I think it makes me like, look like one of those 90s truth teller comics. Do you remember those guys? From the guys used to smoke on stage and say shit like, ah, the government is bullshit. Now I've got to go host a game show on MTV. I know Ren and Simpy personally. Um, you guys, uh, you're all, thank you all for being here. That's very nice. I especially like you too. No one else should feel bad, but I, I like I, only because uh, they pushed the audience into double digits. That's what. That's I was paying attention. That's 10, 11 right there. I uh, appreciate you. Some some comedians get 
a little nervous with, uh, with smaller audience. I don't mind. I don't care that if this was a court of law, there wouldn't be enough people here to convict me. I don't mind <laughs> in the slightest. <laughs> it's fine. That was great that you all joined in on the litany of the saints. Just turned this into a church. It's almost like the Catholic Church doesn't need millions of dollars to build buildings. Um, it's almost like anywhere can be a church. Um, cool. And that's it. <laughs> I, um, yeah. I, I, are you guys from Chicago? Or are you all, I mean, not originally, but like living here? Yeah. I've, I've lived here for like 13 years. Uh, but I grew up in Northern Ireland in London, so like now, in case you wanted, I have this stupid fucking accent. Like, my accent now is like just thick enough to be annoying, but not enough to be charming. Like, <laughs> this is the verbal equivalent of someone who has one leg that's slightly shorter than the other. It's not weird enough for you're going to say anything, but you definitely want your suspicions confirmed. <laughs> by the end of the night. Yeah, is this microphone okay? Is it good? It's very blue and bulbous. Can I, what happens if I take this off? Is this like, is this unprotected comedy now at this point? Is this, <laughs> call me, call me in a week if, if, if anything happens. Um, <laughs> it's been, it's been a rough, year, man, for me personally, general. I, end of the year, I was doing some, you know, the introspective stuff. Um, I was thinking about it. You know, I'm a, I'm a very lazy person, I realized. I thought about it. I've never worked hard at anything in my life. But the upside is, I've got nothing to show for it. So the system works. You know what I mean? Like, the system fucking works. Like, Ambition, I think, is overrated, and it looks exhausting. <laughs> I think I'm doomed to be lazy, sir. Because my mom told me that when I was born, I came out asleep. Like, not unconscious or in a coma, like just straight up, <laughs> like just, like I came out with a Victorian nightcap on a copy of the Wall Street Journal folded on my chest, a single goose feather borne aloft and back down by my somnolent baby breath. By contrast, my older brother, three years my senior, when he was born, premature. He couldn't wait to get out of there. Like, he came out on falsified documents. He came out with a disguise. He had a mustache and a bowler hat. Like, baby, no, I haven't seen a baby. Must be off. Must catch the 3.30. <laughs> so he was premature. I was born so relaxed, I was asleep. All I can think is in the intervening three years, my mother made drastic improvements to her uterus. You know what I mean? Like she installed a white noise machine, hot and cold running gin. She had a Tempur-Pedic abdomen, is what I'm saying. Clearly, the only amenity she didn't install was a fucking wake-up call. That was the only thing that I didn't get. I had late checkout. I started off this year, I twisted my ankle so badly. I was on crutches. The thing about being on crutches is, I don't know if you're aware, when you're on crutches, people 
hate you. They just hate you so much. Like they see you come into the restaurant and they're like, oh God, this whole thing. Because like, being on crutches is such an elaborate yet inefficient way of getting around, isn't it? And you're kind of like, oh, my footsies. Like people either want you to be in a wheelchair or perfectly ambulatory. They don't like this halfway in between tripoding to work like a business casual pirate. They hate it. And, and how, I, how I did it, the way I fucked up my ankle, I was actually engaged in an extreme sport. Yes, it's called walking through a doorway at 40. That's years of age, not miles per hour. I just walked through the door. The floor was kind of damp. I slipped. I caught air. All four of my tendons snapped like a cheap ukulele. I love telling this story to hipster crowds because the bit that horrifies the most is the concept of a cheap ukulele. They're just like, honestly, you have to at least go mini Gibson to do justice to the works of Stephen Foster. <laughs> I, broke, I, I had to get new glasses this year because I broke the old pair. Am I really the only spectacles wearer in here? That's amazing. Oh, no, there you go. You know this. The only thing nerdier than wearing glasses is breaking your glasses. Because you can't even say it without going, I broke my glasses. Like people picture you doing it while dropping an armful of books. And then the school quarterback steps on them. I had to get a new pair, and I went to this really fancy optometrist where all of the staff were incredibly good looking. Or at least I think they were. <laughs> I think that's the new eye test. If you hit on the receptionist, they're like, yeah, you fucking need LASIK. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that is a lamp. <laughs> Do you know that we've had eyeglasses for over 700 years? And that's still one of our main solutions to poor vision, is just strapping telescopic windows to our face? Like, what were the other solutions? in the 14th century was one guy like, clearly what we need to do, we need to take glass and we need to grind it down into the convex or concave lenses. And one guy's like, yeah, we could do that. Or we could just make everything in the world bigger. And the first guy's like, that's, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Oh, wait a minute. I get it. You're kidding around. You're joking. Is that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. While trying to hide an eight-foot spoon. And if you like that, I like you, as far as I'm concerned. That's the best one. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. I, uh, speaking of attractive people, I, I was in LA a while ago. And LA is annoying because there's very intense pockets of incredibly beautiful people. Like I was going to this gig, and to get to the venue, I had to walk through a room that was just full of the tallest, most willowy motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life, just all playing ping pong. It was like I was sneaking through a cult. They were just like, join us. All we ever do is return serves and floss. And I kept apologizing for fucking up the motif with my face and body. I was just like, sorry. Like, here's how attractive I felt in Los Angeles. Are you guys familiar with romantic comedies? They're a very, very popular form of film. Let's try this again. Are you guys familiar with romantic comedies? Yeah. Well, I felt... I felt as attractive as the sister's husband in a romantic comedy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Every rom-com, the female lead will have a sister, and she's always married to the derpiest derp 
to ever derp a derp. He's always got bowling shirts tucked inside pinstripe shorts. He's always outside grilling so the women can stay inside and fail the Bechdel test. He never knows where anything is. He tells us, hey honey, have you seen my self-esteem? Like he doesn't show up again until the third act. And even then it's as part of an excuse. The sister's like, oh sorry we couldn't make your big show, Reese Witherspoon, but Gerald got his dick caught in a mousetrap again. He's just like, Pfft. I'm just here to make Bradley Cooper look more attractive. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know what to talk, what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> I was going to tape this for something, but I've decided not to. <laughs> so we can talk about whatever. Is, is any, who is, who is uh, born and raised out somewhere else, out, out, out of town? And it, we weren't, weren't all born and raised in Chicago, were we? Were we? What's that, suburbs? Oh, and these, these two gentlemen, Th thanks. <laughs> do I get hipster points for not assuming that you were born somewhere else? Uh, <laughs> Were you, guys, were you guys born in the States? Where, where were you guys born in? India. India. All right, cool. How long have you been in uh, Chicago? Two years? Two years. <laughs> Is it combined? Because I don't think that's... <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, well, cool, man. What's your favorite thing about Chicago? It's right, what's that? It's transportation. All right, what a fucking practical answer. That's so... <laughs> What a very practical-minded young gentleman you are. Transportation, my ability to get places. Um, that's cool, man. What do you, what do you take, what do you, are you more of a CTA guy, bus guy? You walk. I think you'll find that form of transportation not particularly exclusive to this city, but I do appreciate, wow. <laughs> Have you lived in other cities? Is your answer the same for all of those cities? I like my ability to walk, mainly. I like being a biped in wherever metropolitan area I happen to land. <laughs> There's a lot of misconceptions about this city. Do you find that? When I first moved here, a friend of mine overseas wrote me. He said, Adam, you're so lucky to be living in Chicago. It must be so great to live in such a melting pot. And I had a sentence right. I don't know if you're aware, sir, but Chicago is one of the most segregated cities on the planet. This is not a melting pot. What it is, it's a Swanson's TV dinner tray with everything in its own compartment and nothing of nutritional value anywhere. It's a good thing this city didn't get the Olympics, because if we did, we would have had to change the logo. It still would have different colored rings, but they never at any point would overlap, you know? <laughs> this ring doesn't want this ring fucking up its property values. <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you guys gotten to travel around the States much? You, sir, you got to travel much in the two years you've been here? Just, where are you going? You're going to California, all right. So yeah, say hello to the gorgeous people out there. Yeah, it is nice. That's the weird thing too, like California is just like, uh, <laughs> it, it, it has this, uh, Everyone thinks of Beverly Hills, you know, when they think of L.A., but there's like, it's, well, that's what I like about L.A. It's like, there's like some really fucking random, weird, I was in one, I was in Koreatown in, uh, <laughs> in L.A., and it's the kind of neighborhood where all of the stores look like they should have a question mark after the title. Like, I walked one place, and it was like, mattresses? Like, we've got about four of them, uh, but who knows? We might also do dry cleaning. Come in and find out. 
Yeah, California is nice. Um, where else have I been? <laughs> you mean the Missouri? Yeah? No. I was in uh, I was in Kansas City, which is famous. Two things. It's famous. Apparently, I looked this up on Wikipedia. It's famous for jazz, and it's fountains. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you see, <laughs> and walking. Great walking out there, but. <laughs> But yeah, jazz and fountains, which makes a lot of sense because a fountain is just a jazz faucet. It's just, <laughs> it's just water going. I'm not going to come straight down. I'm going to jump around like zip it up, and then I shoot out of an angel's dick. It's going to be, it's a swinging '60s Hepcat water droplet. <laughs> I was in uh, St. Louis. You guys familiar with St. Louis? You are. Used to live there. I visited the big arch thing they have. You know what that's called? The gateway. It's called the gateway arch, which makes a lot of sense because apparently there's a danger that will lead you to pursuing stronger, more addictive arches. <laughs> You'll just be in the Champs Elysees going, I'll suck your dick for the Arc de Triomphe. Like, ah, that, a gateway arch. <laughs> I'm not doing well. I don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> I looked at my credit score recently. Uh, just, yeah, that's, 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 that was preemptive and accurate. <laughs> I did. My, uh, my <laughs> credit score, ma'am, was 520. And that's not even the bad part, you judgy fuck. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was good. I thought that meant I could buy 520 things. That is not what it means. I just hate credit scores, you know? I feel like the banks are like this snooty fraternity that just assigns you an arbitrary value. You know, like, oh, Kevin thinks he's a 780, but really he's a 520. And it's like, fuck you, Chase. And that's perfect, because Chase sounds like a member of Phi Beta Gamma. His girlfriend's definitely called Morgan. And she's definitely fucking a guy called JP. So that joke is so good. My credit score just went up. That's the word. <laughs> yeah. I need... Uh, <laughs> the reason I'm broke, I think, is I, I'm addicted to taking Ubers. Like, I took one. I took one tonight. You guys like Uber? Do you take them? Huh? No? What's that? <laughs> That's all right, no judgment if you're a Lyft person. Apparently, there are other ways to get around in this city, so it's like, I wouldn't worry about it too much, you know? Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about that just now. I was in Kansas City, and a weird thing started to happen to me in Kansas City. Um, these young, drunk women came up to me, and they said I looked like uh, Ed Sheeran. Are we, are we familiar with this Auburn queef, if you don't know? Ed Sheeran, he's a British musician. And they said, oh, you look like him. And first of all, I didn't realize that Ed Sheeran had died nine years ago, drowning in a septic tank. That is the look that I am rocking. And secondly, uh, I'm in my 40s. Ed Sheeran is so young, he doesn't have all of his fingerprints yet. If, <laughs> if anything, Ed Sheeran looks like me. If anything, my face is just another thing that Ed Sheeran has plagiarized. Uh, 
I don't know if you know this, but Ed Sheeran loves to steal songs. It's his favorite thing next to pretending to be black. He's gone to court for it lots of times. His song, Shape of You, apparently is a ripoff of TLC's No Scrubs. Uh, his song, uh, Photograph, is very similar to a British song called Amazing. He even wrote a song for one of the Direction guys, and apparently that, ironically, was ripped off of Shaggy's It Wasn't Me. It turns out it wasn't Ed either. You know what I mean? And you may say, Jesus, this old fucker knows an awful lot about modern popular music. Well, that's because I take a lot of Ubers, and that's all those fuckers listen to. <laughs> it's just modern shit that sounds like the shit I was listening to in the 90s. And I just think this whole culture of stealing, I think it just pervades every artistic discipline. Like, you know what I mean? My question is, what is the deal with plagiarism? I mean, who are these people? If you don't recognize that last song, that's the new one by Ed Sheeran. It's called, I Will Roofie You With Kindness. <laughs> it's been a rough year. Rough year for immigrants, sir. Very rough. Yeah, immigrants this year have been used as a political football, which really sucks, because most immigrants don't even like football. We like soccer. Like, use us as a political soccer ball. We understand that game. It's a slower, more nuanced form of racism, you know? <laughs> like, the whole travel ban, you know? Because, again, don't let my thick Kentucky accent fool you. I'm not from here originally. I'm, I am a green card holder. I'm a permanent resident. So the travel ban scared the shit out of me. My friends were like, Adam, you know, the travel ban, that's not meant for you. That's for people who are from countries that are involved with terrorism. I'm like, yeah, I grew up in Northern Ireland. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys know the history. I hope to fuck Trump doesn't. Um, a few months ago, he played a Northern Irish golfer called Rory McIlroy. The whole time I was like, Rory, you shut the fuck up. He does not need to know. Keep it quiet. If you don't know, man, by the way, but feel free to go get a drink at any point. It'll be all right. It's okay. As long as we've got 10. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. What's that? Yeah, because you guys are sharing a drink now, and it's like the saddest Christmas advent calendar I've ever seen. Just two, two Pilsenites sharing, a, like, two ounces of wine. All right, that's all right. <laughs> Uh, are we familiar with, if you don't know, uh, this form is, is uh, checking it. Watch, that's always a good sign. That is like, no, that's fine. That's all right. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I do. What's that? It's a smartwatch. Oh, so, the, so I just got heckled by a piece of tech. The watch was like, the watch was like, I'm turning off now. Is that cool? I've heard quite enough. <laughs> The watch knows this is bullshit. I <laughs> what, what kind is it? Um, it's a fossil. It's a fossil. <laughs> wow. How wonderfully paradoxical. <laughs> it's a fossil, but from the future. Uh, <laughs> are you are you early adopter of, of technology? <laughs> okay, that's really funny. So I asked her if she was an early adopter of technology. She said, no, my mother locked me out of the house as a kid. As I didn't ask if you were a cat burglar. It's like, yeah, I, um, I had to find ways. 
You have such a strange answer to that question, but I like it. He's like, so the technology you didn't adopt was locks, which I guess I never really, I never really understood him. I really, I've wandered the streets occasionally. I see this guy walking all the time. It's great. Because <laughs> I, because here's the thing. I don't like, I um, I don't. The reason I do take a lot of Ubers, I don't have a driver's license. You know, I've never. Yeah, I'm 41. I've never learned to drive. Um, yeah, I know. What's that? No. Yeah, cheers. You also don't know how to drive? Yeah, people get people get uh, mad about it. You know, I, I, see, most people, you guys are cool. I love that reaction. You know, in the, that's what I love about living in the Midwest. Midwest, you tell people you can't drive. They're like, we don't give a shit. We're too busy watching competitive meat packing. But <laughs> I lived in Dallas, Texas for five years. If you don't know, Dallas, Texas is just roads made out of guns. Uh, you tell people down there you can't drive, the first thing that happens is their dogs vomit. And then they shield you from the eyes of their children. What's wrong with that man, mommy? Well, he's a pedestrian. The Supreme Court says we have to respect their lifestyle. <laughs> but some people still get mad. They're like, you're an adult human. What do you mean you can't drive? And that's the thing. As you know, you probably know, Google and several other companies are about to unleash self-driving cars on the world. So all I did was wait. I just <laughs> stared down an entire technology. Every car ever created was lined up like, drive me! I'm like, no, you drive you, motherfucker. <laughs> Have you any earthly conception of how drunk we're all going to get? <laughs> when there are self-driving cars. Look how drunk you get now when you're in charge of the two-ton death skate. And that's the thing, people think the inevitable war between humans and machines is gonna happen when the robots become self-aware. No, it's because Siri is gonna get sick of carting your drunk ass home at four in the morning, <laughs> listening to 45 minutes of you forgetting the words to chandelier. She tries to help you out. Would you like to see a lyric sheet? Ah, fuck you, Siri. You judgmental cow. I want ice cream and margaritas. Ooh, I want margarita ice cream. I show zero results for margarita ice cream. Ah, you skinny bitch. Me and the Roomba hate you. How long before these things start driving themselves onto the train tracks and the robot in charge of the train is that good call, sister. Fuck these assholes and just... Takes us all out. <laughs> What's I talking about? Northern Ireland. Anyway, uh, yeah, Northern Ireland. This, this has just become a stress ball for me now. Um, Northern Ireland in the 70s, 80s. Um, there was something called, if you're not aware, something called the Irish Republican Army, the IRA. Yeah, and they would get up to a bunch of goofy tricks and hijinks and pranks, and the British army would come over like, knock it off, you silly bitches, and that would just lead to more pranks. These were mainly bomb-based pranks. <laughs> this was back before an Irish car bomb was a fucking drink, uh, but not, <laughs> not everyone knows that. Like, even I, like, I was raised Catholic in Ireland in the 70s, 80s. Uh, by the way, he was, uh, he was talking about Catholicism. I'll go off on a tangent again. Uh, I used to work for a while for a Catholic publishing company um, as a proofreader. You know, a proofreader, it's very, it's very uh, stressful. 
because I was literally correcting the Word of God. And I was always told that he doesn't make mistakes. <laughs> and I'm agnostic, so sometimes I would just take a red pen and I would circle the whole thing and put a question mark next to it, like, check your sources, and they fucking hated that. Uh, but I was. I was raised Catholic in Northern Ireland. Some people, some people are like, wait a minute, you said you're Northern Ireland, doesn't that mean you're Protestant? I was like, no, we have both Catholics and Protestants, hence the slight 200-year contretemps. That's why, that's the problem. But I wasn't always aware that we lived in an occupied sectarian war zone because my parents were just really good at distracting us. Like I said to my mom, hey, Ma, how come so many of our friends have ski masks when there isn't a single mountain or bunny slope anywhere. <laughs> and she'd be like, well, why don't you ask that question to this Jabba the Hutt toy we bought you? Yay! <laughs> My dad was even better. He wouldn't even acknowledge the existence of Protestants. Like, we'd walk to church on Sunday, and we'd pass a Protestant church. And to me, it was just a church that was closer to our house, and I was a lazy fucker. And I was like, why can't we go there? It's right there. Let's just go there. And my dad was like, well, that church isn't up to code. They've got a faulty altar. The font is full of tadpoles. The Eucharist is made of spider eggs. And then one time, my younger brother was like, but dad, what's a Protestant? My dad was like, um, I'll answer that. As soon as you finish playing with Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon, we're like, yay, he's our favorite rebel commando. And our neighbor's like, what about me? I'm an actual rebel commando. <laughs> Fuck. We're moving to London. <laughs> Which is kind of why my accent is so fucked, you know. But as weird as my accent is, it doesn't hold a candle to how strange my sister's accent was. My sister shares a biography with me up until a point. But when she was 20, uh, see, we were both born in Australia, right? And then we moved to Northern Ireland. But when she was 20... My sister moved back to Australia because she was dating a guy in London who was such an asshole and the breakup was so bad. She moved back to Australia. And here's the thing. I know some of you think you've had bad breakups. I know some of you moved here from Ohio because things went south with that drummer from Cleveland. Do you know how bad a breakup has to be for you to put an equator and nine time zones in between? <laughs> You and she was like, she had different seasons because of this asshole. Like, she had July winters. Her friends were like, there's a lot of poisonous shit in Australia. And she's like, yeah, still not as toxic as this prick. I'm out of here. <laughs> so, my sister moved to Australia with a Northern Irish accent. And she added an Australian accent on top of it. So, she sounded bananas. Because the Australian accent, sir, I don't know if you know, the Australian accent, the inflection, it always goes up at the end. It always sounds like they're asking a question. It's called the universal interrogative, which makes weddings there a nightmare because the groom is always like, I do. <laughs> Even declarative statements sound like a question. And she added that to the Northern Irish accent, this accent, which is very, I'll put a mural on the side of your house with paint I stole from your garage. This accent sounds like someone refusing to answer a question. So between the Australian and the Northern Irish accent, whenever my sister spoke, it just sounded like an interrogation that was going nowhere. She'd be like, oh, maybe later we'll go to the pub. Or maybe we won't go to the pub. This is none of your fucking business. Which is a terrible example.
because she was half Irish, half Australian. Of course she was going to the fucking pub. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's rough for immigrants, because I think people forget being an immigrant, it's in this country, it's a conditional existence. You know, they can remove you. Like, round of applause, who here is a natural born American citizen by round of applause? It's all right, sir, this isn't an elaborate sting operation. I don't have, no, but that's the thing. To the, you know that that is one thing that the American government won't do to its own citizenry as punishment. They will never kick you out of the country. They will never exile you. It's in the Constitution. It's cruel and unusual punishment. They won't exile you. They'll kill you, they'll kill your dick off which is how highly America thinks of itself as a country. They think you would rather die than have to live anywhere else. They think you'd rather be strapped to a gurney and pumped full of Drano than have to learn how to drive on the left. That is confidence. <laughs> Other countries will exile you. Russia will exile you and then kill you. Because they realize if they execute you in Russia, they're basically doing you a favor. They want you to experience joy first and then take that away. They want you to be at Disneyland going, I finally made it. And then you hear a borscht-drenched voice behind you going, not so fast, comrade. And he stabs you in the back with a poisoned umbrella, which is an actual way the Russians once killed a guy, poisoned umbrella. You know how embarrassing that is to get murked by the penguin? You got Oswald cobble-potted off this mortal coil. Cause of death, Mary Poppins mode of transport. That is cruel and unusual as shit. <laughs> so yeah, you have to be careful doing political material. I don't want to get deported. And also, as, as Jeff made, it's actually very difficult to do jokes about Donald Trump. People come to comedy shows and they think it's gonna to be top to bottom jokes about Trump. It's very hard to make jokes about him. You know that? You know, you're, you're, are, you, are you a comedian? No, but I mean, I've heard in the Yeah, they're all the same. See, here's the problem with jokes, right? About Donald Trump. Jokes rely on pattern recognition, right? I either set up a pattern that I deviate from, or I create a deviant pattern that I then normalize. The problem with Trump is, there's no pattern. Like he's one of those magic eye pictures, no matter how hard you stare, there's never a fucking sailboat. <laughs> like trying to talk about Trump is like trying to play chess against a machine. But not a chess machine, one of those machines that fires tennis balls out of a cannon. It's just you yelling the rules and trying not to get injured, that's all. That's all it is. And then some people like him. I, I'm going to hazard a guess no one here, but like stockbrokers love him. Like the Dow Jones hit 24,000 points for the first time ever. They called it the Trump bump, which I think is ridiculous. I think the Trump bump should be the name of the pregnancy you're forced to bring to term when they close down all the Planned Parenthoods. Now, can't really tell. It seemed like about half of you fucking hated that joke. I originally wrote that joke for NPR. They really didn't like it. <laughs> They're like, speaking of things that are about to be defunded, um, <laughs> let's... <laughs> That's the thing, too. You know, like this whole... The term fake news is, is ridiculous because we can't even agree on what it means. Have you noticed that? 
Because there's some people of a certain political stripe, to them, fake news means like the mainstream media. They're like, ah, CNN is all a lie. Anderson Cooper's eyes can't possibly be that ice blue and piercing. How could you turn an Alaskan husky into a human being? I don't believe it. And the other fake news is the bullshit articles your uncle sends you on fake Facebook and shit, where it's like, ah, Hillary Clinton has a sex trafficking ring on the moon, and it's for both. And so you'll meet people, and you'll be like, I hate fake news. They're like, so do I. And they're like, wait, which one are we talking about? <laughs> which is weird. It's weird that they, I don't like when they use that term to refer to the mainstream media, right? Like, like TV news. Because obviously, you know, that news is not fake, right? It's also not true, right? Like the TV news, I mean, it's based on facts. I mean, it's real, but it's not the truth. It's the job of art to tell you the truth. It's not the job of the news, and you wouldn't want it to be. Think about it. If the TV news was the truth, first of all, it would be in French <laughs> and black and white. And the anchor would be an old Parisian widow with a wart on her chin sitting at the bottom of a stairwell Smoking, not vaping, but fucking smoking. <laughs> if the TV news was the truth, every broadcast would be directed by Lars von Trier. Yeah. <laughs> Their logo would be a pomegranate being devoured by maggots. Their slogan would be as real and balanced as the world is, by which we mean not at all. <laughs> you are watching CNWE. They would cut to Madame Durian in the hopeless situation room. She would emerge from the shadows like, Ah, there you are. Here is the news. Today, there are several wars in foreign lands. There are a number of murders in the town where you live. In general, man continued his onslaught of inhumanity to his fellow man. There was some talk of a cure for cancer but it will not arrive in time to save your Mima. <laughs> that is the news, but the truth, uh, the truth, mes amis, the truth is there's not a thing you could do about it, and even if you could, you probably wouldn't. Here's Jean-Paul Sartre with the weather. <laughs> weather, weather, whether or not it rains, life is still a pointless joke. If the sun does come out, it merely shines a light on the futility of existence. If there's a tornado or something, maybe we will tell you about it. But other than that, who gives a shit? <laughs> By the time they threw to sports, which is just endlessly looped footage of wolves slaughtering newborn lambs, you'll be at home going, fuck, could this be fake? Can we make this fake again? All right, thanks so much. I've been Adam Burke. Cheers! Great. Mics. That was great, right? You're all, you're that was a show. That, right? Retro. That was good. That was fun. You guys had fun? It's yeah. great. One more time for everyone. You guys want to clap one more time for Jeff Asnes. Let's hear it for Jeff Asnes. Let's hear it for Rebecca Lozier. Let's hear it for Adam Burke. Thank you guys so much for coming. If you guys had a fun time, the best thing you can do, come back next month. We do this every month. We always have a good time. January 11th is the next show. January 11th. We'll see you there. It's fun. It's good.
All right. Well, I've been Joe Noodleman. That's Joe Noodleman. All right. You guys have a good Thank night. Thank you so much.